0: I received a lot of interest in the movie collection. And from those who have purchased it already, it's a hit. If you're interested in the movies and the TV collections, well, you know, I've been known to cut a deal. My plan is, is to make these available through May or until my supplies run out. So if you want either of these fantastic collections, then you need to go over to the oldtimeradiodvd.com right now. Don't delay. Oldtimeradiodvd.com, where the oldies are always
1: your Laws of Asylum tells the story of a manhunt that's launched for a prisoner who's escaped from a sanatorium. He's considered a danger and a threat to the state. The reason? An unpublished manuscript written by a man called Dansky, which still lurks in a nearby library, under the watchful eye of Anna, the librarian, and a rose between two thorns. Please be aware the program contains some strong language. Who's this?
2: Huh? Oh, uh, my daughter. I paint from memory. She'd look older now. One's memories are frozen... Like a jammed movie film. Oh. oh, what's the matter, child?
1: This picture. It's young.
2: Yes, it's young. Dear young. We spent many hours discussing this book, Anna. I'm sorry I didn't believe you, Anna, my child. What is it?
1: love him? I don't know. I don't know anything
2: anymore. Oh, you mustn't blame him, Anna. Jan is not the sort who would want to hurt anyone.
1: I think I understand him now.
2: You don't love someone merely because you understand them. I,
1: I suppose not.
2: Anna, may I give you some friendly advice? What? Don't expect to find happiness with Jan. Not in this country. He won't be tolerated much longer. The new arrivals here are far less extreme than Jan. Few idealistic poets. Believe me, Anna, he's in real danger. Ah, it's always the women who suffer.
1: This must be your wife. She looks sad. Is that how you remember her? yes. Each
2: painting takes a month. And each month crystallizes another memory, tempering it against time. <laughs> time. They say time heals all wounds. But it doesn't.
1: How much longer will you be kept here?
2: Who knows? Another hundred paintings, two hundred. That's how I'll be cured when I run out of memories. Uh, would you like one of them?
1: Oh, I'd love one. But I might choose a favorite. My favorite is always the
2: next one. Now, let me choose for you. Uh, this one? I don't know. Oh, you mustn't think too badly of him. I'd like you to have it.
1: I treasure it always.
2: Treasure what it represents. And uh, there's the black and white painting... No, I can't let you take it.
1: But you must.
2: It's an art form unpopular at the moment in this country. There are influential critics Please,
1: who wa- you must let me take it. It's very important to Jan.
2: Yes, my child, but... Is it important to you?
1: Yes. It is now. Very important. Alex? It's me, Anna. Alex? Hello, boy. Aren't you beautiful? Is that your name? Zizi? Where's your master Zizi? Alex? Hello, Alex. Is this your panda? Anna, we've given you up. Daddy insisted on my staying for another two days. I could hardly refuse. You'd better
0: come in here. It's more private. That's better. We were wondering what had happened to you.
1: I've only just got off the train. I came straight here, as Jan said. I'm not late, am I? Jan said not to be later than Tuesday. Oh,
0: no, you're not late. Uh, Where is it? In my bag.
1: I read it on the train. It's marvellous. It really is. Good. You don't sound too pleased. What's the matter?
0: This should fit all right. Fit what? Oh, it doesn't matter.
1: How are you taking it out
0: of the country? It's best that you don't know.
1: That's what Jan always says, and I went to such a lot of trouble to get it.
0: All right, it'll be hidden in Zizi's trough. We're flying him to London tomorrow to mate with their female panda.
1: Is that how Danske's last books were smuggled to London?
0: Yes, but I'm using a different method now. Last time I hid the manuscripts behind a piece of dummy fur stuck to Zizi's stomach. (gasps) I had to keep him sedated to prevent him from scratching it off. Unfortunately, the sedatives took rather a long time to wear off. I'm afraid he disappointed the London Zoo and their panda. <laughs> of
1: course he did. Well, let's hope he does the trick this time. Anyway, I must find Jan and tell him i managed...
0: do you mean you don't know? No, uh, what? He called at the library yesterday to see if you were back, and the police were waiting for him. Come in. Jan Valeri, sir. Would you like me to remain?
3: No, that's all right, John. Sir? Oh,
2: good morning, John. Take a seat. I've not seen you before. What happened to the other one? A cigarette? Yeah. Thanks.
3: Who are you? Oh, just another cog.
2: But a bigger one. <laughs> what makes you think that? You wear a more expensive suit. You smoke more expensive cigarettes. The guard called you, sir. Well, you are perceptive.
3: If you ever get out of this mess, you could always get a job in General Nero's department. That bastard. Well, have you ever met him? No. Or seen pictures of him? No. Then why should you think that he's a bastard? The Dansky trial. Ah, yes. Dansky was a friend of yours. Was he? <laughs> you know, I was warned about you. Actually, no, I suppose General Nero is a bit of a bastard. But um, he likes model trains. And anyone who likes model trains can't be all that bad. You like them, then? <laughs> absolutely dotty about them. I was always in trouble as a boy for hanging around
2: railway tracks. So was I. Hmm. Fellow interest, Not now. I've outgrown such childish interests. <laughs> Not sure how to take that. You can take it how you
3: like. Good chap, don't be so truculent. I just want to get to know you. Everything you want to know is in that file in front of you. Ah, yes, of course. Your file. Hmm. Ah, yeah. There's quite a lot here about you. I wonder if this bit's true. What bit? Well, it's against the rules to show prisoners their own files, but uh, if I don't cover the file up, there's nothing to stop you reading upside down. Hmm?
2: Jan Valeri, male, born Warsaw, 1935. Parents, refugees, came to this country. That's marvellous. Reading upside down, print. Not only that,
3: it's back to front. I don't understand. What you read then is the back of the form. Some silly typist put the carbon paper in the wrong way round, so the typing has come out on the back like a mirror writing.
2: So?
1: Yeah,
3: I think that's jolly clever. The only people I know who can do that are printers. They're used to reading blocks
2: where the printing is back to front. I used to edit a university magazine. They're usually involved doing the printing as well. Oh, yes, yes, of course.
3: University printing machines have been these modern types for some years now, haven't they? What are they called? Offset? That's it. Offset (laughs) litho. I can never remember these things. I always thought that offset litho machines used ordinary plates. Printed the right way round. Sure, it doesn't matter. What I really called you in for was to see if you'd like to um, have dinner with me this evening. You're welcome to Friday's stew. (laughs) Somewhere different. Why? I thought it would be nice. You see, you've been in custody for nearly two months now. Trip out to do you good. It's an air into you.
2: And fatten me up for the trial.
3: (laughs) The next turning on the right, driver.
2: Where are we going? You know this area? You know damn well I do. It's that restaurant on the left, driver. I'm not going in there. Why not? Don't play cat and mouse with me. You know very well why not. But I've gone
3: to all this trouble, explaining to my superiors, obtaining your release into my care for the evening, playing on this car. Don't
2: give me that. It's your car. The driver knows you. All right,
3: then. And so it's my car. So what?
2: So I'm not going in. You wouldn't like some more solitary,
3: would you? You're a bastard. Certainly tell me. And you
2: know the place you can tell me what to avoid on the manual. Very well, then. I'll eat your food and drink your drink. But he won't make me loosen my tongue and I won't answer your questions. Uh, dear, dear. according to the
3: other interrogators, all the vodka in this city wouldn't make you loosen your tongue. Anyway, who said I was going to ask questions? Tonight I want you to relax and enjoy yourself. <laughs> we could talk model trains. I think I prefer the solitary. <laughs> all right, driver. Uh, pick us up in two hours' time.
2: Thank you, waiter. Well yeah. Enjoy the meal, Jan? Quite good. I'll say the same about the company or the conversation. For an interrogator, you do a lot of talking. Anyway, you laughed at my very poor jokes. No, that's my good breeding. It's good manners to laugh at them, bad manners to tell them. Yeah, I like you, Jan. You have spirit.
3: You're not paid to like me. No, and I'm not paid to whine and dine my prisoners either. Your prisoners? By that I mean prisoners in my custody. Who are you? Yeah. This is a rum sort of place. I'm sure there's subversive conversation going on at the next table. Uh, did you notice the manager's expression when he first saw you? I expect he knows me by sight. Uh, someone else seems to know you. Hmm? There's a rather nice-looking girl behind you who's been watching you in amazement ever since we came in. Where? Behind you, blue dress, I think. It's hard to tell in this light. No, don't, not She's now pretending to be absorbed in her meal. No, she's looking up. She seems to be somewhat agitated. See her? She's getting up. And do know who she is. No. I've never seen her before. She's trying to make up her mind what to do. Are you certain you don't know her? Yes, positive.
2: And I do believe she's coming over. Yes, she is. It should be interesting. You must know her. I've told you. I've never seen her before. Good heavens. That waiter spilled soup down. He was done on purpose. No, it was an accident. I'm sure I saw, saw him. He did it deliberately. Never mind. It's,
3: it's time we were going. Wait, Arm. But I haven't finished my coffee. Well, swallow it down. And oh, there's a good chat.
4: These trains really are beautiful, General. Do you build them yourself? No, oh, I haven't the time. I would have, were it not for the incompetent
3: bunglers in my department.
4: <laughs> What happened at the restaurant? Was he recognize? Uh-huh. My girl. Good. That should make the interrogation easier.
3: <laughs> Don't you believe it? Bungling fools. The idiot I had stationed to prevent anyone approaching the table made a complete hash of it. And the photographer didn't use a vast enough
4: film. But that the evening went quite well. Who was the girl? How should I know? But you had her followed? Nope. But that's crazy. I thought that was... Are a... you
3: questioning my methods... No.
2: Hmm,
3: Pity. If you were, I might have explained. (laughs) Anyway, the girl doesn't matter. I've decided on the date for his trial. When? Two weeks from today.
4: But that's impossible. Why? We've still no confession. Then you must get one. What do you think I've been trying to do all these weeks? Uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. Why not? I'm sorry?
3: You have a perfect right to
4: be annoyed. If you have been trying, that is. You know the answer to that. You've had most of the sessions with him yourself. Ah. So I have been interfering. I
3: I didn't say that. You implied it. Unintentionally. You're too good an interrogator to let the unintentional word slip.
4: I have valued your help. Oh,
3: I have been a help. Of course. But we have got nowhere. Even with my help. Two weeks... Impossible.
4: I'd agree with you, if we continue with our present techniques. Your own orders specifically forbade direct methods. You wanted him in a presentable condition for open trial with foreign journalists present. I've got your memo on file. Of course, my dear chap, of course.
3: Who was it who said a wise man sometimes changes his mind, a foolish one never? (laughs) Well, I've had to change my mind about an open trial. It's a pity, with so many of them likely to crop up in the near future. We find that so much better for our image. There's less speculation in the foreign press.
4: So what do you want me to do?
3: Well, you're our most experienced interrogator. Supposing
4: you tell me? I thought you wanted to run things. Ah, So I was interfering. I didn't mean that. I thought you might have a suggestion. I have. Chapter six. I'm sorry, but I hardly ever get a chance to look at the manual these days. Have a look. There's a good chap. I've always felt that
3: instruction manuals are merely an aid to common sense and that a good man doesn't need them. A middle
4: shelf, I think.
3: What uh, techniques will you use on Valeri, now that you have a free hand?
4: Time distortion, I think. Ah, got it. Chapter 6. An outline of time distortion interrogation methods. Precisely.
3: (laughs) And do you think it would work? It might. That sort of answer can spell death to your promotion prospects.
4: Will it or will it not work? I would rather have used it earlier. Needs a lot of organizing. Isolating the prisoner from natural lights, arranging a cooked breakfast every few hours, mm-hmm. altering clocks, mm-hmm. even his watch while he's sleeping. How
3: quickly could you achieve disorientation?
4: About four days. I'll start off by allowing him six hour nights and reduce them to one hour nights as quickly as possible. We'll give him barbiturates and his food to make sure he sleeps. After four days he'll be living through an apparent three days for every actual day. Uh-huh. Have you ever had success with this system? Oh, often. The most difficult part is administering diet and drugs to establish a bowel movement and urination pattern compatible with this concept of time. Usually it's not necessary. Mm. Most prisoners are too confused even after a couple of days to notice they're not going at the customary time. Uh-huh. But is no ordinary prisoner. We have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Have we allowed him the morning paper? Oh, yes. There's been a spate of hysterical editorials recently about so-called intellectuals and writers undermining the state. I thought their screams for heads might unnerve him. They hadn't.
3: Well, I could arrange the printing of special editions with false dates. Oh, you'd go to that trouble? I needn't stress how important his confession is. Supposing
4: we fail? We... <laughs> You mean you, and you cannot afford to fail. I shall know within a week if we can break this man. And if I think we won't succeed, then it's essential we put pressure on him by means of the girl. I said she didn't matter. But she does matter. Look, I don't know if this interrogation will work. Usually it does, but I'm not certain with Valeria. One thing I am certain of is that he would break if we had his girl. They always do. You get the girl, and I'll get the confession.
3: You'll have to manage without her. In any case, I don't know who or where she is, and I care even less. But why didn't you have her followed? Oh, she's probably just an acquaintance of Valéry's. He never formed attachments. There's only his circle of friends that used to meet in the restaurant, and we have nothing
4: on any of them without Valéry's confession. She must be his girl. Valerie's not a homosexual.
3: Well, he never entered or left the restaurant with a girl all the months we were really keeping watch on it. There was nothing more or less than a casual acquaintance. By not having her followed, I've ensured that she'd do what I wanted her to do. And what was that? Do you know what Valeri and I talked about in the restaurant? I told him jokes. Some of them were quite good jokes. Did you know that I was good at telling jokes? No. Did he laugh at them? That was the whole idea. What conclusion do you suppose Valeri's friends will jump to when they hear about it? Valeri doesn't know who I am. But I've no doubt that at least one of his friends will. Especially as I talked in a loud voice about model trains. Of course! They'll think Beleri's betrayed them. Precisely. I have to think ahead at all times. You, my friend, only have to worry about the next two weeks.
5: You've had this book out over four months, and you've had four reminders. Four months' suspension. What? Oh, hell! Look, I've got my finals soon. Can't you make an exception? Just this once. I'm sorry, you know the rules. If you <sighs> can't return books in time, I have no option but to withdraw your tickets. All
3: right, I suppose. Nice. Yes, sir? That was a bit hard, wasn't it?
5: Oh, you have to be with students, otherwise I'd have no books left. Are you a lecturer? No. Only students, lecturers and graduates can use the library. My
3: name is Suskeen. Uh, My identification.
5: Uh, Health Ministry's security officer. Uh, What can I do for you?
3: I'd like to ask you a few questions about a former lecturer, Jan Valeri.
5: Jan Valeri? Hmm. I thought all that was finished with weeks ago. I've already told the police everything I know.
3: Yes, but you haven't told me. Now, there are just one or two points I'd like to go over with you.
5: Ah, very well, then, but it'll have to be quick. I'm without an assistant at the moment, so I've all these books to go on the
3: shelves. Did Valeri use the library frequently?
5: Yes, but he hadn't been a member for all that long, and the police arrested him. He always went to the political section. Your people turned out all the books there when I told them, looking for messages, I expect. They left me to put them back on the shelves. They're not my
3: people. I'm not a policeman. (laughs) You sound like one. I want you to think back carefully. In all his visits here, did Valeri ever come in with a girl? No. Are you sure? It's very important.
5: Of course I'm sure. He never seemed to have time for girls. He was always reading, always in for books. Girls had time for him, all right. My assistant used to fall over herself to serve him. Women don't know how to behave these days. Valeri was
3: the intellectual sort, wasn't he? Editor of the university newspaper and that sort of thing.
5: Oh, they're all intellectuals round here, or think they are Half of them. Don't even know what the word means. Where do they all
3: congregate in their spare time?
5: In bed, I should think. With each other, or over sleeping and missing
3: lectures. You're not being very helpful. (laughs) Students and lecturers with intellectual aspirations usually have a coffee bar or club where they meet after hours. It's the same in most university towns. I don't see why this one should be any different. Oh,
5: there's the fallen idol somewhere near the docks. Mm. It doesn't say much for our security, if you've never heard of it.
3: Fallen idle. Thank you. Uh,
5: is that a club? A grubby little restaurant, from what I've heard. Now, uh, can I get on with my work now?
3: Look, oh, uh, one last thing. Have you always worked here?
5: Always. Twenty years but now. But you
3: do have time off. I mean, you mentioned an assistant. Perhaps she's seen belated with a girl.
5: Oh, no, she couldn't help you. Unreliable sort. She's gone off sick or something and hasn't sent a doctor's certificate. Well,
3: where could I find her?
5: You'll be wasting your time. I'm the only one who knows what's going on around here. All she thinks of is Western pop groups. Besides, the day the lady was arrested, she was away visiting her father.
3: Ah, thank you for your help. Uh, where exactly is this uh, fallen idol?
5: How should I know?
3: Ask one of the students. You sent for me, sir? Are you the manager? Yes. Is the food not your satisfaction? I'd like to ask you a few questions. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Another time. I'm short-handed in the kitchen. It won't take a minute. I don't wish to sound rude, sir, but I'm certain I can tell you nothing you don't already know from your observations. I'm not a policeman. No? Oh, I'm rather proud of my for Oh, oh. Uh, a security officer. Is there a difference? Not much. Well, I'm always pleased to help the police. How can I help you? Sit down. Oh. This is an odd sort of place, Well, it's popular with students. I'm surprised they can afford it. They get special rates. A an idol? What idol? It's the title of a work by a British writer. Unfortunate that the name should be displayed below a photograph of the chairman. With
4: the law, we must display our name and we must have a photograph. The authorities were unhappy about it, too. We suggested changing our name to The Quiet American.
3: They didn't like that, either. I am investigating the background of a former customer of yours. A former customer, Jan Valeri. Never heard of him. This was taken recently. <sighs> With so many faces in here, I can't possibly remember them all. Or perhaps this paper will help your memory. Hmm? I mean, no, don't, don't, uh, don't touch it. Just read it. What is it? That's your name, isn't it? Yes, and your address. Yes, what is it? It's a committal warrant for a state sanatorium. <laughs> Surprising how effectively one of these can cure bad memory. If it doesn't cure yours, we could always take you in for observation. He used to come in. I haven't seen him for some weeks now. I'd be surprised if you had. Do you know why he's not been around? I've heard there was trouble. What sort of trouble? Just trouble. One doesn't ask questions. <laughs> now think carefully. Was he ever in here with a girl? Yes, he was. What was she like? I I don't know. Of course you know. Was she young? He was always in a group, never with one particular girl. And who did he come with? Except for his last visit, he always came alone and joined a party at the table. Who was he with on his last visit? A man. I don't know who it was. Describe him. Tall, middle-aged, ex-army probably, expensive clothes... They seem to be enjoying themselves. One of my waiters thought they were talking about model trains.
2: Model trains? When was this?
3: Mm, Late June, just after my holiday. Now, you must be mistaken. It couldn't be in June. Well, I spent the first week in June on the Baltic. It was definitely after my return. But it couldn't. Are you absolutely certain? Yes. But didn't you think it odd? We used to be unusual in here. You knew about the lady's arrest. Oh, I've heard a rumour. I assumed it was wrong. i uh, If you have no more questions, huh? could... Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, thank you for your help. Uh, oh, uh, you'd better pass me an ashtray. I'll burn this form. Sir Skeen, have you used a sanatorium committal warrant without entering it in the register? Why? And one of the clerks is complaining that the number of the last warrant on the pad doesn't agree with the records. Do you know anything about it? Yes, I used one. But that was highly irregular. I've got a highly irregular case. It's got nothing to do with it. Who was it for? No one. I, I made it out in case the witness proved awkward. It wasn't needed. Well, lucky for you, it wasn't. What did you do with it? Burned it. You've no right to use one in the first place. You know the procedure. I wrote it.
1: Anyway, I thought I had
3: a free hand. Why didn't you consult me first? Would you have approved? No. Well, there's your answer. I would have been prepared to overlook it had you made progress. This interim report of yours is most unsatisfactory, Suske. It is only interim. Supposing uh, Nero wants to see it? Don't show it to him. He's not in charge of the health ministry, our reports, are our affair. What's so unsatisfactory about it? You wasted a whole week looking for a non-existent girl. I don't agree that i would wasted time. I have proved that she doesn't exist. Now, that narrows down the field. Narrows it down to what? That's what I'm working on now. Don't talk in riddles. The riddles are not of my making. What sort of Riddles. Valeri received a light sentence because he confessed to crimes of subversion and provided the state prosecutor with information on his friend's activities. Yes. Then how is it that Nero hasn't made any arrests yet? Maybe he has. No, no, no. We'd have heard about it. And he's still building up cases against them. From what I've heard, Nero doesn't work like that. He grabs them first and works out a case later. How Nero runs his department is no concern of yours. All we have to do is to find out how Valeri escaped to make damn certain it doesn't happen again. And to find that out, I must talk to Valeri's friends. As I absolutely forbid it. If Nero is watching them, he'd have my pension. And yours. He'd probably have them anyway, the way we're going. Well, Nero's going to make trouble for us. He's putting pressure on our minister. Why should Valeri be so important to him? How should I know? Perhaps he wants him questioned again. Perhaps Valeri supplied his department with false information. Well, there could be 101 reasons. And none of them are any concern of ours. Talking to Valeri's friends would clear up one thing I'm unhappy about. What's that? The exact date Valeri was arrested. You have the file? Yes. Yeah. But the manager of a restaurant which Valeri often used is convinced that he saw him in his restaurant after the date on which he was arrested. Oh, you must be mistaken. No, I don't think so. Was he with anyone? Yes. Who? We didn't know. It. But whoever it was, he's interested in model trains. Sounds if you've been having your leg pulled. No. So, what do you propose doing now? Well, if I can't see Valeri's friends, I'd like to see the one person who probably knows him better than his own father or mother. And who might that be? His pre-trial interrogator. I'm sorry, that's out of the question. Why? Who do you think supervised Valeri's interrogation? What a Nero's staff, I suppose. No. It was Nero himself. Now you understand. Sure. Uh, am I only getting half the story about Valeri? Why is he so important? I don't know. Why should we worry? He might have some bearing on his escape. Look, Nero did the actual interrogation. Most of it. What's Nero like? Ambitious. But he's reached the top. Not quite. So, he wants to be chairman. Well, the chairman is getting on a bit. Even the papers mention that he wants to spend more time with his roses. And a spectacular series of successful trials would endear Nero to the central executive. Possibly. Hmm. I'd still like to see him. No. He could answer some questions about Valeri. Which you won't get the chance to ask. Well, perhaps there was something he missed during the interrogation. Some little thing that didn't seem important at the time. He'd be grateful if I highlighted it. Forget it, scheme. In fact, I think it would be a good idea if we were to scrap this investigation altogether and tell the inquiry that we don't know how Valeria escaped. At least we'd we'll be telling the truth. But look, I- if this case is important to Nero, wouldn't he be expecting an approach from us? If we don't, he, he could use it against us at the inquiry. He could always say he had information on Valeria that might have been useful to us and that we didn't even bother to ask him. Very well, then. You can see, Nero. Thank you, sir. But for God's sake, don't upset him. Don't go taking photographs of his office or anything. The thought never entered my head. (sighs) Have you ever met him? No, not personally. I once heard him speak at a symposium. He seemed quite pleasant. Oh, he is. But he'd chew you up and spit you out before breakfast if he felt like it. Hmm.
4: We'll see. In Rules of Asylum by James Follett, Suskeen was played by Vernon Joyner, the Governor, Manning Wilson, Nero, Francis de Wolf, Cyril Shapps, Suskeen's Chief, Brian Haynes, Jan, James Beatty, Anna, Caroline John, the Restaurant Manager, Godfrey Kenton, the Librarian, Betty Huntley Wright, Alex, Neville Jason, Interrogator, John Chalice Zoe, Rosalind Slater and the Archive Clerk, Diana Bishop The play was produced by Margaret
0: Ethel